welcome to the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast, proudly supported and sponsored by FitRack Registration, the modern alternative for fitness professionals. Well, today I am speaking to the lovely Monica Garrett. Who is Monica? Monica is the founder and CEO of Margo Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in elevating health and fitness brands through captivating creative work. With Monica at the wheel, the Margot Agency has become an award-winning social media marketing agency in Southern California with mentions on Yahoo and Business Insider and recently partnering with brands such as Nike, Lululemon, the NFL, Nectar Juice Bar and Box Horse. Good morning, Monica. Hello, Mel. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. Wow, that's a pretty impressive CV. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. The list just goes on and on. So if you want to know more about uh, Monica, do jump onto her website and have a look. But what we want to do today is just have some general conversation around ideas, how clubs can sell both live and online awareness, and obviously in the current um, global climate that we're in with COVID. But before we go into that discussion, um, Monica, just tell me what what made you sort of take a, a step into the world of marketing? Yeah, well, my background is actually in graphic design. Uh, so I studied uh, graphic design and marketing since college, and I've had various um, positions with uh, different types of companies, whether it be um, a magazine, I was an art director at a magazine, um, or doing branding for um, up-and-coming brands in fashion, and I designed some fashion trend, whether, so starting with their logos and just creating all the branding elements around bringing that uh, that brand to life. So my background in marketing kind of goes really far back, and it's what I've always had a passion for and specifically branding um i find that no matter what for any business you know if you lack a strategic plan with your brand then um all else kind of just falls apart so i really have a love for designing and just creating consistency for businesses to really connect with their audiences and how did you connect with the health and fitness industry yeah, so I've always had a personal interest in it, um, and it was actually this past year that we started having more and more clients kind of um, come to us that we found this sort of connecting factor of health and wellness, and we just kind of were like, okay, this is definitely our calling, and we have a huge passion for it. Everybody on our team is involved in uh, fitness or wellness in some way, personally, And some of the clients that were coming to us had these exact sort of business models and and focuses. So um, this year, we actually did a really great event where um, we partnered with Box House and put together an outdoor class, really, um, promoting their boxing class. And it was there that we started connecting um, with different sponsors and different partners for this event. And we just found that we we're having so much in common with their values and missions that we felt that this was definitely the industry that we wanted to focus on. Um, and it was through Box House that we connected with some of these, you know, really other big 
um, health and fitness brands just um, locally and, you know, just on a larger level, like Nike became one of our sponsors, which was awesome. And then even just locally, um, Nectar Juice Bar, you know, started joining us and we just found that we had so much in common with what we were trying to do. Um, push out into the world and we really wanted to help to specifically do that as well. So while I've just got you actually online, there'll be a lot of listeners at the moment who don't know who um, Box House is. So can you just give me a little bit of, um, yeah, knowledge on Box House? Yeah, so Box House is um, like a boutique um, boxing gym. They're very modern. It's all about aesthetics, really. And it's just, uh, I want to say they have maybe a handful of locations. And this was um, a new location that they were opening in Long Beach, California. And um, they wanted to, you know, draw attention to this new location and bring in new people. And so um, we set up portable boxing, um, you know, uh, things, boxing area sections for about 50 people or so. Um, And we set them all and they're completely branded. And Box House set up sort of these stations all around with the DJ and the whole setup outside and so we were drawing people to the area of this new location which is um it's called second and PCH and so a lot of other new businesses there were new as well and so it was actually kind of easy to kind of get these other um, businesses on board to sort of support this event if you will um but yeah Box House is a um a boxing boutique um fitness center that sounds pretty cool and uh, we're just you know, here in the Australian marketplace, we really haven't gone into boxing boutiques, so perhaps we'll see Box House pop up in the Australian uh, fitness industry here. They'd certainly yeah. be welcome, that's for sure. So <laughs> let's get on with our conversation. Now, at the moment, globally, you know, every country is different, obviously, and what we are seeing, though, in our industry, in each country, is health clubs, due to COVID, health clubs have had to go online with their classes. And what the, yeah. the feedback that we're getting now is it's great to have the classes, you know, running off, say, your, your Facebook page, but you also need to have that secondary platform like a web-based app where you can upload your classes. And because we, the, the reality is a lot of people are still going to prefer to stay home and work out. So mm-hmm. let's help some clubs today market that type of product so if you don't mind we'll use my club for an example um we're we're in lockdown at the moment so our club obviously is not open but we're running facebook classes and after Mm -hmm. the classes we upload them onto a web uh, based app where you know consumers can subscribe and they pay weekly for that app now when the clubs open monica the majority of us are going to want to say, yes, you can come to, to the club you know, in person and you can attend the live classes. But at the same time, it'll be a Facebook live class and a class that gets uploaded to the web-based app. The problem that we have as club owners is how do we market that on social media? Because it sounds like a lot when you're saying, hey, you can do this, but if you can't do that, try this. And then if that doesn't work for you, you can try this. So how am I going to get my three businesses, because that's what they are, three businesses under one roof, how am I going to sell that on my social media platforms? Well, I think uh, what's key is um, finding the niche, especially of each of those businesses, right? So maybe are all three um, different 
sort of targets or services, or are they all three just the same sort of type of gym? They're all, would be my first question. Yeah, so in our case, all right, so our demographic is yeah. predominantly, say, 25 to 60. They're coming to group fitness classes, and it's only the content of the group fitness classes that we're wanting to sell. So we already know that they want to do group fitness. And these classes are a variety. You know, they can be anywhere from a hit to, to boxing to barbell classes. So if a new member walks into my club, you know, how's the best way to say to them, look, I've got three businesses here that you can mm -hmm. be attending. Yeah, I think that's kind of the great, the first sort of thing that you present to people are the, the option of three, right? So, and then these are the three different routes that they can go down. So each one is their own niche and each one should have really a clear focus for that audience. So if I'm interested in, you know, your um, Pilates classes specifically, that's a certain type of person and they're usually going to be drawn to that road that they're um, that type of information is just, you know, what they want. They're not interested in a CrossFit sort of thing or, you know, boot camp or anything sort of intense. They, they want Pilates or they want yoga, um, classes and it's pretty specific on what they're interested in. So I think focusing on that and giving them specifically more information on that class that they've shown interest in at least. Um, and that's where you can kind of just curate specific content. Um, you're going to, you know, offer them more information on that type of exercise, offer them some, some tips on that type of exercise, you know, what to do after your workout. Is it best to have a protein shake or is it best to have, you know, maybe some cherries or something? What is it that's going to help them sort of keep on this path, but continuing to feed them sort of, you know, supplemental information that's going to encourage to continue going down that route. And, you know, having a niche in that sense is, is perfect. So when you have your, your, you know, that first person coming to you, you know, is it A, B, or C that they're most likely interested in? And it might be that they're interested in all three, which is fine, but you kind of want to narrow it down and have them, you know, they're going to eventually focus on one of those. And it might just be a goal too. It might be, you know, my goal is weight loss. Um, so what is it that we can do to get them down, you know, to get them resources and information as well to supplement sort of the experience of working out. Um, and I think that that is kind of where, um, for all of these, you know, um, companies right now that have gone virtual is the way to sort of stand out because now we're being inundated with so many options of fitness that's available, you know, through Zoom and, 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 you know, all these video platforms are, you know, Facebook Live for you. Um, so I think now is the time to kind of capture their information and focus in on getting them content and resources that are kind of specific to what they were showing interest in from the beginning. So, you know, by being clear on your niche, on that focus and developing clear and concise and consistent messaging, I think is going to be really key. So say they come in and they decide, you know, they want to take um, one of your classes. So then when you capture their, their information, you know, it's not just that they're going to have their weekly video class or they're going to have, you know, they're going to attend, um, you know, your Facebook lives, but you can start sending them things through email. And that's where you're going to start to build, you know, this trust as well. Um, by giving them this information that is when they're not in front of you or in the gym, right? When they're in the gym, you have their full attention. They do their workout 
and they're there, but then they leave. And so I think right now, um, for a lot of businesses, you know, it's been what five months since we've yeah. kind of been dealt with this sort of lockdown. Um, we've all, you know, all the fitness businesses have had to adapt to this idea of video, which was crazy. You know, we're none of us, <laughs> nobody yeah. knew how to do video or be a, you know, lighting and sound and all this stuff. But, um, those that have succeeded have pivoted quickly and adapted quickly. And I think now the next step is, you know, everybody's in the world of the, of doing the fitness videos. So the way to stand out is, you know, being um, personable. And I think through email marketing, um, not necessarily social, social is still going to be very inundated. It's going to be um, hard to stand out. And so I think one of the first things would be to really focus on some email marketing and getting some content in front of, um, you know, the people coming to your gym or that showed interest. And then um, to really stand out on social is to do some ads. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be completely lost in um, the crowd of, you know, everybody doing something with fitness right now. It's super saturated. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, we have to take kind of different steps of, investing um to kind of stand out which through maybe facebook ads on um, instagram ads as well you can kind of do these things to stand out from the crowd um and then focusing you know when you do that you could you can target these niches people that were showing interest in your club they were you know interested in attending this specific class so you know a little bit about them to give them exactly um specific information that's targeted to them and i think that's sort of the next step that fitness um, centers and clubs should be focusing on. So how do you put great content together to put it in the body of an email? Because some people do a fantastic job, you know, they do graphics, and then some people you just receive an email from them and it's just text content. So a lot of people in the fitness industry, they open up clubs because they're passionate about the classes or the programming and helping yeah. people, but they don't know how to put content together. So what are some really good tips for people to put great content together, say into the body of an email? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think offering um, one thing to be sort of engaging, right? So you can do uh, a quiz. You can ask them questions. And once you start kind of, making it conversational where you're asking them to tell you a little bit more, um, whether it's something that they're struggling with or that they have, you know, just additional questions about in general or something that they wanted to explore. I think when you sort of make it conversational, um, through email is when it's going to be successful. So adding tips about, you know, following up that work, that workout, what to do now that you're home. What are some next steps to actually see some results and see some success towards hitting a goal of theirs? I think that increases the engagement and makes people more inclined and, you know, to like you and trust you and want to continue to participate in the workout or attending or just, you know, keeping their attention span while we get through this odd time of, you know, not knowing when we're going to open again. Um, so, some, so I think the content to include would be something that's specific to what they were interested in. So whether that be just your tips, you know, if you're not really into writing or providing, you know, something so elaborate or anything, um, what are some quick five, you know, top tips of what to do post-workout? Or, you know, what are some things, some questions that people 
that people really always have about this type of work that we just did. By providing people with this type of information, that's not very long because our attention spans are also very short. Um, I think people will appreciate that more um, than you trying to actually put too much in an email. Um, you know, like I said, our attention spans are low. People don't have time. People just aren't interested in reading that much. If they are, they're not getting that in email. They'll get that somewhere else. So in email, I think you should offer some sort of short, quick information that's actually valuable um, to that person and encouraging as well. Um, and that's something that social does in general on social media. You know, there's a lot of encouraging um, and, you know, just keep at it. You know, t even if you fell off the wagon, it's okay. You know, just get back on it. That type of content is often found on social Um but I think one of the, the key things and the, and the new things to look at would be um, making your email marketing a little bit more personable and less um, newslettery and just showing them information. So is that by making it personal, is that one of the ways that we can grow our reputation? I would say so because it's sort of like retargeting. So if somebody is showing interesting interest in a fitness studio, whether they signed up for something, they attended a class, um, that little bit of interest is kind of all we need to continue to market to them. Um, and a lot of people just drop it off and that's it. They're like, they attended and, and we'll see if they come again. But it's actually, a, you have a lot of information by them simply attending that first time. And so it's best to not just drop off and forget about it. And I think when, um, you know, what it's it's also a part about bringing, you know, partnering with your trainers and people and you know, your staff on, you know, encouraging them to follow up with the class, encouraging them to send this email out and be like, how was that workout for you? You know, hope it was great. Don't forget, you know, our next classes are available these days. And just giving them having it as a conversation because you're going to get to them faster and easier through this email then you went on social and on um, social media it's just gonna it's just too quick and it goes away and it's inundated with the same type of content but i think if you really try and maximize email marketing um you can really you know connect with these people and encourage um some more loyalty from them than by simply doing a one-off on social media for example Sorry. um one of the yeah. 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 So I was just going to ask you, Monica. So I know I'm, I'm listening along and I'm thinking to myself, this is really cool, but what do I do when I've got a large database of, say, 2,000 members? How do I make every email personal? Well, it's, it's actually not about your full list, right? It's about who attended that class today. Yeah. Who attended this, the class this week. Um, what we find often is, you know, a lot of these email lists are, are – um, people that simply aren't engaged and aren't interested. And so one of the first things you want to do is to see who's been reading your emails, yep. who has been opening them. Um, and in those emails, do you have um, options to share it? You know, share this with a friend, you know, maybe they're interested. Maybe there's something in there that's going to entice them to want to um, do something else, which is, you know, a call to action. Do you want them to, um, you know, send to a friend, do you want them to go to the website and check out this new 
thing that you have going on, there should be sort of a call to action on what you want them to do instead of simply presenting just the words or the copy to them. And so if you think about your full list of 2000, that's great for your monthly newsletter. Here are some updates. This is what's going on. Um, but I think the key will be to follow up with these classes. Um, you know, how many people attended this class today? Um, let's focus on them. You have their attention. Don't lose it. Because once somebody goes to a class, then they leave, and you maybe email them your newsletter a week later or once that month they're not as engaged or inclined to continue to attend. And so one of the things I think people should do is to kind of act fast. So if the class ended at 6, you know, have a follow-up email come out 6, 10, 6, 30, sort of scheduled out to do that. Um, and just keep them sort of engaged, keep the flow going and that interest and that, that the adrenaline, if you will, of what that exercise and what that class just did for them. So can I just ask you then, what's um, just off the top of your head, and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to actually be in the fitness industry, what has been one of the most successful email campaigns that you've seen in a business? Well, um, one of the most successful email campaigns, I guess it would be what would determine success for it, right? So for us, um, Sign-ups, let's say. Yep. You know, we sent an email out, and we want you to sign up for this next class or this event that we're doing or whatever. Um, for us, it would be a successful email campaign is when people actually signed up or did that call to action that we wanted to do. Um, so, for example, when we did the box house event, let's say, um, we emailed a lot of different people who had not heard of us before, um, but we gave them information on what the event was going to be and when they can check it out and who would be involved. Let's say the sponsor for us, it was the sponsors and the different um, vendors that were going to be there. We had uh, the juice bar, we had some meal prep companies. Um, so different sort of, it was like a, a mini sort of fair, if you will, of different vendors to check out. Right. And so in those emails, we noticed what were people clicking on? Were they more interested in the fact that we were going to have um, this juice, you know, this juice yeah. bar that was there because we included that link? Were they more inclined to click on the link um, that talked about uh, us having, we had, a, we had this aura reading, um, which is random, but we had a, somebody set up an aura reading where, you know, they were limited on how many people they could do. They were limited on the space um, of people coming into the, you know, the spot to actually have their aura read and the photograph done and all of this. Um, and then from there, we noticed what were people clicking on the most? What were people sort of interested in the most? Um, and not to downplay anybody that participated in our event or anything, but we got to see which one was resonating with this audience that we were trying to target and that we sent it out to. And so for us, that told us a lot in the sense of what we should focus on, especially the day of the event. So, um, you know, so when people, <laughs> uh, when people weren't so interested in one of the sort of sections that we had, um, they, we knew that we can kind of position that booth, if you will, in a different spot. 
Um, if yep. people were resonating with the fact that we were going to have a DJ, you know, there was going to be a wheel that you could spin and you could win prizes and people were clicking on that. We knew that that was something that people were interested in, that people were like, oh, well, that seems kind of cool as well as, you know, attending this event. And so that told us how to position our people um, for when people walked in. You know, what do they want to see first? Who do they want to see almost immediately? What do they not want to miss? Um, and so that for us was successful in the sense of providing us insight on what people wanted to see at this event. Uh, that's really actually quite interesting. So the content of the email and what the the receiver was actually looking at determined where you're going to sit people at the expo. I mean, that's, yes. that's, so that's, that's, that's like a choose your own adventure yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So for us, we presented kind of like you the three options, right? We presented this is what is going to be available. This is what we're going to have. And there were links to each one to learn more. And we knew from the email what people were really clicking on, <laughs> what they really wanted to see. And we were like, okay, awesome. And that was valuable information that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Well, you certainly wouldn't have got it at the event. So that's pretty cool to hear yeah. that by sending yeah. an email, you were able to collate that information. Um, my last question for you on today's podcast is, we and we spoke about this earlier on, was about the saturation on social media at the moment. I mean, every morning I get up and I go, I scroll through Facebook and Instagram and I feel like there's every single health club, you know, in the world is blaring at me. How the, how can we make our brand stand out and beat the noise that's happening at the moment? Yeah. So I think first and foremost is, you know, there are so many industries that are saturated and the fitness industry is like at the top of it. But it definitely does take blood, sweat, and tears. And I think being authentic and putting in the work is going to provide so much value to set you apart and actually grow, you know, a thriving business. And so by thinking sort of out of the box and thinking to what the next steps are, and just kind of like I was saying is right now we know, you know, all these fitness centers are doing video. All the fitness centers are offering classes. So what is next and what is different? And for us, you know, what we do to get results is we do SEO. We optimize these websites. We get them ranking high for, you know, local areas especially, which is a lot easier. We get um, some email marketing going on, and we're, we're going to create some content that's going to be valuable and pretty exclusive to, to the audience. You know, if they're, for example, Box House, if they're interested in boxing fitness classes, boutique boxing fitness classes, that's pretty specific. And so what can we offer them? What can we tell them that's going to help them on this sort of journey of exploring, you know, boxing as a fitness? Um, are there, you know, what is it you need to know? You know, are there, there, obviously there's different equipment, you know, you need to have your gloves, you know, how do you, um, where do you start with sort of entering this world of this specific fitness program? And I think when, when, uh, you know, fitness centers start really catering, you know, that custom content to people and feeding them kind of something very specific, I think that's really going to help them stand out um, in the crowd of, of all of this. And, and, by, and, and ultimately, and I hope, just like you are, that they're charging now. <laughs> I think the time has passed of the, uh, the free class and no more free classes. Um, that's not going to help the, a thriving business. And so I think um, getting people you know, to attend your class, capture their email address, 
and just, you know, start forming some, some real relationships and personalizing experiences. And as you know, to the extent that you can, I think is really going to be key in standing out. I have to say, um, Monica, one of the things that I have noticed throughout lockdown, obviously a lot of clubs um, are doing work inside their gyms because it's a great time to do it. Obviously, there's no members in there. The yeah. amount of clubs that are actually branding their own equipment, so they're getting rid of, you know, like their plates and their dumbbells that had the, say, the supplier's mm-hmm. name on it, and they're replacing it with their own branding. How important is that? Well, I think I think consistency is key. So that's fantastic. I think you should definitely, for any of your videos, pay attention to the environment that you're in and the placement of things. And I think branded items are, are fabulous. Um, and, you know, however they're sort of situated, not so, uh, you know, kitschy or salesy looking, but um, I think placement of, you know, a, a branded yoga mat would be fantastic. I think all of those are really great ideas. And, you know, as long as your brand from the beginning is clear and and you're, you're happy with it, then be consistent and get it out there and show it often. And, and people will begin to recognize you and it will resonate and it will be um, something that they, you know, know, like, and trust. Every time they see your logo and, you know, your, your brand in front of them, it's going to be clear who you are and they're going to, they're going to connect. And I think that that's a really great, great idea is, you know, having branded elements inside of um, the environment when you're shooting your video. Well, I love today's discussion. Uh, Monica has given us some great tools and resources. Be authentic. Um, Don't ignore search engine optimization. Get your emails up and happening with the content. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be sending emails just to your group fitness people. Um, Everybody's out on social media at the moment, so do something a little different. Uh, I love the content that she gave us on the emails. Now, Monica, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, where is the best place for them to do that? Yeah, um, I think everybody should uh, find me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. Uh, And again, it's just my name, Monica Garrett. Fantastic. So Monica Garrett is who I spoke to today from Margo Agency out there in California. Now, Monica helps teach health and wellness brands how they can maximize their revenue and reach on social media with Margo's agency's digital marketing and communication strategies. I love the name of your business. I was concentrating really hard not to make that a tongue twister for me. <laughs> I was, but it was great. Awesome. Um, I'll, be, I'll be dropping Monica's details in the bottom of our podcast and you'll be able to catch her on LinkedIn. And of course, I'll drop her website details also. It was great chatting to you today, Monica. I know that you're at the end of your day there, so do enjoy the yeah. rest of the evening. And hopefully we'll be catching up real soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mel. You're very welcome. And just a reminder that today's podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration, the modern alternative for fitness professionals.